Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I am your host, Peter Komalafe. This is where we talk about money and all things personal finance, where we help you make the best financial decisions possible because money is a tool and life is for living. So I have an interesting question for you today on the podcast. And the question is around mortgages. Are we at that stage where we should adopt the American style where we lock into a fixed rate mortgage for 20, maybe even 30 years? There are new providers just queuing up to offer this uh, solution because with everything we've seen with interest rates, they feel that there is a need. Now, I've actually covered this a year ago. And back then, the sentiment was very, very different to what I think it might be today because we've had 14 interest rate rises. And for many people, there is going to be a real shock to the system around the rise of their mortgage payments moving forward. So this may be more of a palatable conversation to be had right now. But before we jump into this episode, just a message from our sponsors. Now, I often talk about investing here on the podcast. It's one of our key topics that we, that we cover. And it's one of the five principles that I talk about in my book, being essential to building some kind of financial security. We also know that investing is thought with all kinds of risks. So having confidence in your ability to make the right decisions and to adopt uh, an effective investment strategy is really, really important. It's not simply enough to want financial security. We've got to proactively go out and seek it. And that's why I've partnered with IG for this episode because they provide an online library of courses that are integral to helping you understand how investing works, but more importantly, help you invest without the field missing out with a more planned, strategic approach. There is a link in the uh, show notes to this podcast where you can find out a little bit more. If you're watching on YouTube, there'll be a link in the description. But remember, obviously, when you are investing, your capital is at risk. Now, as a nation, I think it's safe to say that we are a community, a society of people that are adamant on reviewing our mortgage every two to five years once our fixed rate comes to an end. This has been the norm for decades now. Whereas in the States, it's been very, very common that you take out a mortgage and you fix that cost for as long as possible. And obviously that can be advantageous, but also there are some drawbacks to it. And in this episode, I want to kind of talk about, right, what's the context of where we are right now and also explore the pros and the cons of fixing in for 25, 30 years. Like I've already said, there are a lot of providers queuing up because they believe that there is going to be a need for this and there's going to be appetite for this product. And if I'm honest, through the last 18 months or so, the conversations that I've been having with people, either be on you know YouTube or on Instagram or in person when I'm doing workshops and seminars, there seems to be more of an appetite of people saying, well, actually, if I, if I knew that this was going to come to an end, I would have fixed for much, much longer. And I think whilst there's education to be had here, because honestly, rates at one, one and a half, you know, 2%, that has been the anomaly over the past decade or so. And if you look historically, and we will get into the context piece in a moment, it makes it even more apparent that Low interest rates, as we've seen them, have been the, uh, the anomaly. They are not the norm. And so when people still ask me, 
Hey, do you think the interest rates are going to go back to the one, two percent that we've seen for the past decade? I'm firmly saying no. And I'm sticking to my guns on that because when you look back at the chart, you just cannot see how it's going to be sustainable, how it's even going to be remotely possible beyond something like another financial crash happening. And so I think we're moving into a very, very different environment where first and foremost, there is going to be a shock to the system for many people once these 14 rate rises, and we'll probably do another one in about two weeks time, finally comes through. People are going to start to feel the pinch for that middle of next year, Q2 next year onwards. So summer, because people have got their mortgages coming off the fixed rate. That's when the new rates are going to start kicking in. And a lot of people are going to go from 1% mortgages, 1.5% mortgages to 4, 5, God forbid, even 6% mortgages. So there's, there's a lot of shock value to come still in the system. But in the States, long-term mortgages have been a thing for a very, very, very long time. If you are listening to this on Spotify, any of the audio outlets, part of this is going to be quite visual because I'm going to share a graph in a moment which kind of compares interest rates here in the UK with interest rates over in the US. Now, if we go back a few decades, we go back to, you know, 1970s and see how our interest rates have fluctuated, they almost mirror, but there is a, there is a divergence between the two. And it's interesting because when you look at that, you start to question why culturally we don't or haven't adapted or adopted to the longer term fixed rates as the people in the States are. Now, what are the benefits of fixing for a longer term? Let's put it in the context of a low interest rate environment. If you had a 1.49% mortgage, which you wouldn't have one where it would be available for 20, 25 years, but let's say you could get a ultra long mortgage at a relatively low rate that was fixed for the entirety of your mortgage term then you don't have to worry that your payments are going to be increasing every maybe two years, five years, whatever, depending on obviously what's going on with interest rates in the economy. You have peace of mind over the entire period of time that your payments are going to be going to be fixed for that period. And it gives you the ability to be able to budget effectively, it allows you to plan financially, investments, other things that might be priorities in your life, kids' school fees, whatever it might be. That's a really, really big advantage. It also means you're not going to be impacted when interest rates inevitably start to increase. So if you're locked in, say, let's just say a 3%, right? And interest rates are at 6%, you've got the peace of mind that your payment's not going to increase. And for a lot of people, that's obviously one of the big attracting factors of a fixed rate mortgage, right? But what we're talking about here is we're talking ultra long. We're talking 20 to 30 years. And I think that scares a lot of people because the last time I spoke about this a year ago, people were saying that it feels as though they would die paying their mortgages. And I think this is where maybe a little bit of nuance comes into play because the typical term for mortgage is between 30, 35 years. So regardless of whether you're renewing every two to five years or not, the overall term of your mortgage is going to be 30 to 35 years anyway. So again, why not fix day one at a rate that will live the length or the span of your mortgage. It may make sense, or at least it makes sense to the Americans. Maybe not so much for us here in the UK from a cultural point of view, and maybe because of our own journey with interest rates. Now, 
of the clear disadvantage with this is, you know, you then get into the conversation of what happens with penalties. So what if I wanted to move? What happens if during that period of time, I'm in at a 3%, but indeed interest rates do fall to a 1.49%. You can get an ultra cheap rate. Penalties then become a question because currently in the UK, if you have a fixed rate mortgage, you're going to have to pay a penalty if you're, if you're breaking the terms of that mortgage before the end of your fixed term. So that is also a question, right? One that is a worthy one, for sure, 100%. So you've got those two things. Interest rates falling, the penalties you have to pay to get out. Those are the main disadvantages that you're going to face. But let's, let's do a brief comparison between the UK and America, just so you can see the divergence of our interest rates. And this is where I'm going to share my screen for those of you who are lis uh, listening on uh, Spotify or maybe on any of the good podcast outlets. So what we're looking at here is we're looking at a graph which compares the Fed rate, which is the US interest rate, to ours here in the UK. And to a certain extent, they do mirror one another, but there is a divergence in interest rates through a number of, of periods in this graph right here. If you're here with me on, on YouTube, US is the blue line, the UK is the dotted black line. So when you go back to what, the mid 70s or so, we see a really sharp fall in the US uh, interest rates. Um, and whilst that was happening here in the UK, we saw a spike on two occasions over that same period of time. We kind of merged at the beginning of the 1980s, early parts of the 1980s, as you can see here. But if you fast forward and you go straight towards the, you know, the middle of the 1980s, heading into the 1990s, there's again a huge divergence. And just for context, for those of you who may be listening on the audio podcast, just as a, for reference, as an example for reference, on the cusp of the 1990s, I want to say 88, 90, 89 roughly, the rates in the US, the interest rates in the US were around about 10%. In the UK, they were around about 18%. So huge disparity. But what we have seen is since the 1990s, our interest rates combined. So in the US and in the UK, they've fallen. You can see this in, in this graph here. There is still a disparity. Ours are still quite a bit higher than the United States. They didn't start to actually meet. Those lines meet actually in 2009, 2007, 2008, 2009, when we had the, the global recession, right? The financial crash of those times. And ever since then, our interest rates have been very, very, very similar. If you look at this right here, and this is something we've been speaking about so much on the YouTube channel, we started to see that the Fed stepped in to take action with interest rates much, much sooner than the Bank of England did. But still, interest rates are still quite low. We now get into what, the 2022, 2023, and we're seeing a huge spike in interest rates. So how does this tie into the context of what we're seeing right now with interest rates and this idea that there are a cohort of providers who believe that there is going to be need or appetite for a 20, 25, 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Well, the narrative has been that the only way the interest rates are going to go is up. Again, 1%, 2% interest rates is an anomaly when you look back over a number of decades. In the UK, across, you know, few decades, our interest rates have been high. This is the lowest they have ever been. 
And even though we are starting to turn the tide on inflation, and there is conversations at this point in time that we may see one more bank rate rise this month on the 20, 20th or the 21st, 21st of September, where the Monetary Policy, Policy Committee meets at the Bank of England, it is likely they're going to hold. And then we're going to see interest rates fall off, slight, not fall off a cliff, but be reduced over an extended period of time. That may be 18 months, that might be two years, that might be three years. So the question is, what would the offer have to be to attract you to lock in to a 20, 25 or 30 year mortgage? Bearing in mind that the average two year fixed rate as I record in this podcast right now is around about 6.6. The last time I checked, it might be a little bit more, might be a little bit less. If they offered a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, which was on par with today's rates, so let's just say a 6.3% or a 5.5%, would that be tempted? Would that be tempting, I should say? Let me know. I would love to know your opinions. If you listen to this on the audio podcast, please do find me a message on, on IG. I'll be running polls this week. If you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments down below. What would make it attractive for you? Now, obviously, there's a huge conversation about the other things that I've mentioned already, which are penalties. But it, let's just say they didn't have any penalties. Would that be attractive? What if you were able to break it and move to a cheaper rate without paying a penalty? Would that be attractive? What would the compromise have to be? That's the question for the day. That's the question for this episode. What do I think personally? I think that it really depends on where interest rates go. I think there is a lot of peace of mind to be had from long-term mortgages. And with everything that we've seen over the past 18 months, there will be a cohort of people who perhaps took mortgages mid-pandemic in 2021 on a one or two year fixed rate mortgage that might've been a 95% loan to value, who would have seen property prices fall and their mortgage payments absolutely shoot up. If you could avoid that with a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, would you take it? I don't know what the answer to that is. That is your answer to provide, and I hope that you do. So please leave me a message on IG if you're on uh, audio, podcast, Spotify, Google, Apple, listening to this, please do message me. I'd love to hear from you. And again, in the comment section on YouTube, let me know down below because I think this is a conversation that is worthwhile having. Remember, money is a tool, life is a living. I'll catch you next week.